John yesterday, and he sends his blessings, and we certainly the car, and then like the baby, the spirits on Jack, John, and Helen, right Purple praise number 218, please. Scripture is popping out. 
coming out of, and that's what the song is based on, a vision that he had back in the 80s. And this song fits for what's going on today. And this song is very, very prophetic.
in Sunday school and our worship service, and those by way of television and radio. For those who faithfully listen to us week after week, and we, we thank you, Lord, for John and Ellen Ryder. We thank you for their series of prayer support and financial contributions to our church make it possible for us to continue. We, we thank you for Jayhop and, and the gathering, those ministries, Lord, that support our, our church, that make it possible for us to go from week to week and for those faithful givers. We're not large numbers, but we're high in quality, and we continue to pray for Janet Peterson as she faces the challenges of, of life. We, Pray for Jeannie as I spoke with her yesterday and she's recuperating from knee surgery and therapy is slow. I thank you for the prayers for our daughter Hope Charity and as it's a wait and see game and just really trusting in the presence of the Holy Spirit and the healing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you for those who are stopped celebrating birthdays and anniversaries and the faithful support of Beth Bartellon, her faithfulness and watching by way of television and those by way of radio and those throughout the world that share the glimmer of hope of, of Christ's return and sure assurance. Little can we hope for in this world outside of Christian perspective. Culture seems to be more prevalent the decisions that people make in the Christian perspective. Pray for Gary and Kathy as they vacation for, for a month in a warmer part of our United States. We pray that you grant them renewal and refreshment as they travel, grant them traveling experiences and bring them back safely to us. We pray for these and others Lord, those by way of television this morning, we pray for those who faithfully watch and listen by way of television or radio, Facebook, that you and other means of communication, thank you for their technical involvement. We ask your blessing upon our scripture reading, Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. As those by way of television and radio grab their Bibles and prepare to turn to Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 38, we conclude our, our prayer realizing that there's so many other prayer concerns and the chaos that's so prevalent in our, our world today and our own spiritual decline, our own nation. We come against all the satanic, demonic forces. As we close in the prayer that you taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture for this morning is taken from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 38. It kind of coincides with our, our 
Sunday school class about loving and praying for our enemies. But I say unto you that listen, Jesus says, I say unto you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. Isn't that a challenge? If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you have hoped to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure passed down, shaken together, running over, will be on your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get. May God add his blessings to our word. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning. Supposed to love my enemies? That's the opposite of how people take things these days. It's really common today for people to say, oh, I'll show you to treat me like that. See those kind of things for me. But vengeance is not ours. Vengeance is the first thing that comes to our human mind. But vengeance is not ours to take. It is the purview of the loving God. Vengeance and justice is only God to deal with. The word love here is taken from the word of agape, or God's love, God's type of love. We shall always act for the benefit of others. This calls this includes those who mean us harm. The ultimate example of this is Jesus. What is forgiveness of those even hard nails through his flesh put on his cross? I should bless those that curse and abuse me. That doesn't make any sense. But curse here means speaking negative words or taking a negative action against you or some soul. If we suffer through or are already beyond those negative words or actions somebody puts on us, we should wish nothing but redemptive good things to happen to them. I know that's against our flesh. While God does not specifically forbid self-defense when it comes to being physically attacked, we should strive for reactions. Our reaction should be to negative words. Our reaction is we use God's words, filtered and shown through our own actions, right back to the person that wants to harm us or 
give our shirts to someone stealing our coat? Not really. That would be somebody's cold, especially in winter.
what are vittles? What are vittles? And the, the woman answered, well, these are the blessings. Vittles are the blessings that God gives us. And in my, this case, it's my food to eat. And the teenager um, replied, but don't you know you're going to get food to eat? Whether you, or not you thank God for it? Perhaps so, said the woman. But everything tastes better when I'm thankful. And isn't that true in life? Everything tastes better when we're thankful? When we're thankful? Thankfulness. Today's gospel lesson is a portion of Luke's rendering of Jesus' sermon on the mount. And in it, we hear Jesus saying such things as love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, give to everyone who asks, be compassionate as your Father is compassionate, do not judge, do not condemn. And the question for us today is, this Lenten season, do we receive Jesus' formula? This is a formula for success in the Christian walk. Do we receive Jesus' formula for the Christian lifestyle as a, as a heavy burden expressed and imposed on us? Or do we bow our heads and, and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for these middles. Thank you, Lord, for these teachings. Thank you, Lord, for the recipe for making life taste better. In your life and in my life, if you seem to be in a rut, many of those who I speak to by way of television or radio or by letter, people seem to be in a rut. The last couple of years have been full of ruts. It's not only the roads that we drive on, but it's the political situation and the climate, the spiritual. COVID and those who have fought to try to return to worship, and, and we haven't seen that return. If things keep getting you down, are you in a rut? If, you're, if you don't seem to be growing spiritually, Lent is a time to make that recommitment to grow spiritually. If you're, if you're wondering why life doesn't taste, taste better, it's not that God's recipe, it's not that God's bills needs changing. Perhaps it's you and I who need changing. Changing. Yeah, you and I, we've been given the formula for a fulfilling, rewarding, good life. But are you grateful? Are you grateful for it? In other words, are you sharing it? Gratefulness leads to sharing. And sharing evolves into gratefulness. Because there is no other way you can give genuine thanks to God for a life that tastes good, except by sharing it with others. That was the essence of the Jesus people in the early 70s and late 60s, and the Jesus Revolution, the movie that many of us have seen. Life tastes better as we share it. There was a very bright and cheerful young nurse true story was attending to a 
a new patient named Tom in the man's ward of a big city hospital. And the patient was desperately ill and, and the nurse did all she could to make Tom feel comfortable. But Tom was belligerent, Tom was downright rude, and his only response to the nurse's cheerful charm was a string of profanities and, and blasphemies. And the nurse was brokenhearted because she knew that this poor fellow was dying and, and that there was little that she could do to pray for him, except to pray for him very silently and earnestly. And, so she went about her rounds, and then when she saw the opportunities, much like you and I need to seek and, and see the opportunities, she spoke to Tom gently and tactfully about God's goodness, about God's mercy and forgiveness, and whereupon the man turned on her very fiercely, and with a curse on his lips, used his last ounce of strength to strike her a stinging blow across the cheek. Immediately the, the scene and the war turned chaotic as a half a dozen rose from their beds and, <clears throat> and rushed to help the nurse to defend her, but very quietly and the nurse said, please, gentlemen, go back to your beds. If the head nurse or a doctor hears you, Tom will be really in trouble. And so the would-be rescuers backed off. And then the nurse noticed that Tom, though still conscious, was, was gasping for breath. He couldn't last much longer, she realized, so she you very close to Tom, and, and she prayed as she never prayed before. And after a bit, she stopped, and she whispered his name and said, Tom, God loves you. Tom, God, God loves you. And she looked up, and she saw that Tom's eyes were fixed on her, and she smiled, and, and to her joy, Tom smiled too, and with his feeble lips formed just two words, almost inaudible. Sorry. Sorry, pray. And then to her surprise, Tom seemed to rally and out to join him in whispering the Lord's Prayer. And when they came to the words, deliver, deliver us from evil, Tom sank back and, and breathed his last. Tears flowed down the nurse's eyes, but there was gladness, there was gladness in her heart as she whispered a final prayer, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that glow on the cheek. Jesus says in Luke 6, 28, pray for those who treat you badly. Jesus commands in today's gospel lesson, and to the man who slaps you, on one cheek present the other cheek. How rich are the depths of God. The Apostle Paul was, has written how deep is his wisdom and the depth of God's wisdom and knowledge and how impossible it is to penetrate his motives or 
understand his methods. Who could ever know the mind of the Lord? Luke 11, 33. There's a very popular author and inspirational writer and produces many caves. He writes, to whom it may concern. If you find me stumbling and if you find me falling, I may be trying something new. I may be learning. If you find me sad, I may have realized that I have been making the same mistakes again and again. I may be exploring. If you find me frightened, I may be facing a new situation unique in my experience. I may be reaching out. If you find me crying, I may have failed. I may be lonely. If you find me quiet, I may be planning. I may be trying again. These are little of life signs of my nature. You see, I, much like you, am chronically human. That's us. That's you and I. We're chronically human. We're creatures of God and totally dependent upon God, not only for our life, but also for our, our way of life. And there is a distinction. Jesus said, I'm coming into this world. He said, his heavenly Father, I have come to do your will. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 and 7, and unreservedly, unconditionally, he stayed his life on the power of the Father's, Father's perfect wisdom. And throughout his life, other portions were laid before him by well-meaning friends and bitter for life. But his trust in the Father's unerring judgment never wavered, and by the power of the Father's perfect will, Jesus faced the cross during Lent. Jesus' life came to fulfillment. On one occasion when the Apostle Peter tried to bypass the divine will, Jesus scolded Peter, smeared him, said, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle in my path because the way you think is not God's way, but it's human's way. Matthew chapter 16, 23. close with this true story. A young man falls in love, goes to the beloved father for his blessing, and the father asks him, what do you do? What do you do? And he answers, well, I go to church every Sunday. I'm very religious. But my daughter will have to be supported. Don't worry. God will take care of that. But she'll want a family. Oh, I love children. God will take care of that. She'll need a house to live in. And again, the same answer from the young suitor. God will take care of that. Later, the father's wife asks her husband, Well, what do you think of our, our daughter's suitor? He seems very nice, but he thinks I'm God. 
how foolish we are to imagine, even for a single day, that we can go our own way, do our own thing, live as we please, expect to enrich our lives in the process. How foolish we are to think we're God. How foolish we are to deny, even for a single day, that the only recipe for, or formula for making our life taste better is to share the gift of God's love with others. How foolish we are to think we're God. Father, this morning, you've called us to be fools for Christ's sake. You've called us to follow and form our lives in the manner of Jesus Christ. We're human, but we're working towards being divine. We're human, we're morals, but we're working by your spirit. With every head bowed and every eye closed in Christians in prayer. May you repeat this word, these words. Dear Jesus, I am human. Forgive my sins. Come into my life. Help me to operate in the spirit. To be more divine. Like Jesus. Amen. As the ushers come this morning for the offertory, let us turn to the offertory prayer print in our bulletins. Be so kind to join me in this prayer. God, our provider, in Christ, give us a spring of pure water that overflows to eternal life. Your love and hope fill our hearts, so we want to worship you in spirit and truth. Open our eyes to see the places in this neighborhood where our church's ministry could reach new people. Direct our gifts and our offerings for your purposes, so that our community will become like a field ripe for harvest. We ask this through Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Would you turn to our offertory prayer? Jesus, the very thought of the red hymnals, number 83, please.
How we marvel at that kind of love and how we long to reflect a portion of that love and devotion back to you. And as we dedicate our offerings to you, lead us now away from our tendency to hold back and worry that there will not be enough. Help us to live as a people of love and abundance, always working more for the divine that you have called us to be in Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Chris? Let's close with singing 208.